Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Prospects After Dark. My name is Kyle Reese. I am your host. We do this every Monday night when the Cardinals don't play at 8.30 Central Time. Uh, for those of you who are new to our little thing that we do here, uh, it starts off as a Periscope Live. We eventually try to turn it into a podcast in the long run over at Birds on the Black. Uh, I'm your host. I am Kyle Reese. Uh, we have a ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, first off, Napa really says, hi, Kyle. Uh, hello, Napa really. How are you? Hello to all of our regulars and all the new people uh, joining for the first time. Uh, let's see. Uh, Pointer Cody says, Brett Cecil, hip impingement. Uh, you know, it seems like right now the Cardinals have a lot of players who could probably use a phantom DL stint. Uh, you know, we say that joking, of course. Uh, hello, Tara, how are you? Uh, we say that joking, of course, but, man, it just seems like between whatever's going on with Greg Holland and uh, whatever's going on with with Cecil, who's struggling again all of a sudden, although he looked dynamic, uh, Dexter Fowler, who took that ball to the knee, uh, things just aren't really good for the Cardinals right now. Uh, Patrick B. says, hey, Avocado, hello. Moe says, uh, hello, hey, Kyle, hi, Moe. Squirt Warner says, hey, Kyle. Hi, Squirt Warner. Uh, hello to everyone. Uh, oh, Mark Hopple, hello, Mark. Uh, what do we want to talk about? I mean, we've got plenty to talk about. I'll tell you what, Moe's algorithm just tweeted out a great stat about John Jay and Marcelo Zuna. Marcelo Zuna has one double since May 5th. Uh, that is 100 days ago. Uh, that's what the calendar tells me. Um... John Jay has three doubles tonight. Part of the problem with the Cardinals' offense is that they just don't have enough going all the time. Right now, Matt Carpenter is setting the table beautifully, and no one's really picking him up. Uh, GM Gersh in our private chat said that Tommy Pham has a 37% strikeout rate in May. Uh, it just doesn't seem like right now the Cardinals have enough going at the same time. Uh, that's concerning. It's not really working. Um, you know, I, I know that... Uh, yeah, Mo's algorithm says Fam is trash right now. He started picking up a little fire in Pittsburgh and then it hit a wall. Uh, Holy Shield says, where's the sex bots? Uh, for those of you who are new, we usually have our little chat infiltrated by sex bots, but they ask great questions. They're usually your questions just recycled, uh, but they ask some pretty great questions. When, were, when will Marcel get going? I think there's reason now to question if Marcel Ozuna will get going. You know, I... Zach Gifford wrote an article last week for Birds on the Black going over some of the mechanical issues with Marcelo Zuna as compared to last year and what that might be doing to continue his struggles. Now, I think it's more than that. I still think, and I've been saying it since day one, that he's swinging pretty well one-handed. It doesn't really seem like that right arm is doing much. Uh, that's what I think. I think that's the issue. I think there's a strength issue in the right arm. Um, when will he get going? I'll tell you what, it needs to happen soon. I'll tell you another thing that I thought was really funny, too. You know, it was kind of big news that uh, he dropped down in the lineup. He dropped down one spot. What is that? That's nothing. He's got to fall further back. Don't move him from fourth to fifth. Move him from fourth to seventh. Adjust on the fly. Um, Napa really asks, which prospect has raised his stock most so far this season? Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the prospect Macarena Q&A. Larry's Montero has probably more than anyone, you know, he wasn't a top 30 prospect and now he's probably a top 15 prospect in the organization. Uh, Larry's has really struggled over the last 10 games. I think he's hitting like 215. He was over four again tonight. Uh, he's the easiest, obvious one. Uh, you want to dig a little deeper, you know, Dakota Hudson's done a really good job over his last six starts, um, solidifying his prospect standing. Ryan Helsley's been Ryan Helsley at AAA. Proving that whatever was going on at Double A with a little struggle is kind of a joke. Um, 
You know, that's the easy one. I think Max Schrock has done a lot to solidify it. Uh, I think Jairo Munoz has done a lot to solidify where he was. Uh, there's been a lot of guys who have done really well. If you ask nationally who it is, they'll say Oscar Mercado. You know, for, for locally, a lot of people had Oscar Mercado in the top 15 prospects. But I think nationally, people are viewing him as a top 10 organizational prospect. How would Hudson do in the pen? Uh, you know, my answer to that question is always you wait until the last second to turn your starters into relievers. Uh, that goes for Helsley and Hudson. I think Hudson would be fine. The issue with Hudson is that he still struggles against lefties. That's, that, that's where we're at with Hudson. That's the big concern with him. Uh, he had a pretty good weekend against lefties. He was uh, uh, he held lefties to a 0 for 6 with two Ks, which is good. Uh, there was a switch hitter in the lineup. I think the switch hitter had a hit and didn't strike out. Um, but that's going to be the thing to watch with him. I don't want him in the bullpen uh, until he's getting lefties out regularly. And at that point, you might as well just keep him a starter. Somebody just asked, how is Delvin doing? Uh, Delvin Perez, again, uh, we, we talk about Delvin a lot for a guy who hasn't played this year. Delvin hasn't played. Delvin started the year at extended spring training. Uh, his season will start here in about three weeks, uh, more than likely at Johnson City. But we'll see. It could end up being State College. Uh, everyone loves that Delvin Perez. You know, Delvin Perez always comes with a warning when I talk about him. Uh, it's that you don't get your hopes up too much with Delvin. Because he's still 19, and there's still a question of maturity, and there's still a lot going on there. Uh, is Manny a Redbird? From Is Manny a Redbird? I feel like this one's a loaded question. Uh, Manny Machado is not a Redbird yet. Um, it was interesting to read the MLB Trade Rumors article where they said that the Cardinals were engaged in heavy talks but weren't uh, willing to give uh, too much in the way of prospects. Again, control. The Cardinals love control. Fly the L. Uh, says, Russell's Reserve and Founder's Centennial IPA. I love a Founder's Centennial IPA to you, sir. Um, I am drinking simple, effective, delicious, and beautiful Buffalo Trace tonight. Uh, Buffalo Trace. We're drinking that Buffalo Trace. Um, so, the easiest thing to do is it is Memorial Day uh, to the fallen troops, the fallen soldiers, and to, uh, you know, the soldiers who are alive, honestly, who have impacted us all. Mm. Patrick B23 says, did you see Rizzo slide today? I did. And oh boy, what a hot topic. The Rizzo slide in a home plate in the Cubs Pirates game has become. You know, my issue is it's, it's a dirty play. And I know people want to say he's out of the baseline, but if you're an umpire, technically you're not calling that out of the baseline. I know that sounds crazy, uh, but you're not. The issue is that he intentionally tried to take the legs out from underneath. It's a dirty play. It's not a dirty play because of the baseline. I know that that seems crazy. It's a dirty play because of the intent he had. Uh, no Flaherty, Hicks, and Helsley in any Machado deal. I agree. Uh, group cat was lit. That's right. Uh, what's up, fellas? Happy Memorial Day. Indeed. Happy Memorial Day. Our group chat has been pretty lit. You know, uh, we're an interesting... interesting. Yeah. Uh, Cody Pointer says, Rizzo is a douche canoe. That entire team is kind of a douche canoe, and I think it starts at the top with, uh, with uh, the liberal arch Joe Madden. Uh, I hate Facebook just because of Wednesday's game. Boy, you want to talk about a sore subject with me. You know I love that Danny Mac, and I know a lot of people hate on him. I, people are going to hate on great things regardless, but uh, Danny Mac is incredible, and the fact that we're not going to get a chance to hear Danny Mac broadcast Alex Ray's first game back in the organization, uh, back with the Major League Club, kind of breaks my heart. And... Uh, uh, Oh, uh, Tara Wellman, the lovely and talented, says Jason Mott is calling the Facebook game on Wednesday. Well, that's that's an interesting thing. That's cool. But even then, 
I would still personally, and I'm sure that that's going to be interesting. I can't wait to hear what Jason Mott has to say. Uh, but I'd rather have Danny Mac, and I'll be honest, if there was some way we could have Danny Mac in there with Rick Ankeel and uh, uh, Jim Edmonds, uh, that'd be incredible. But it just kind of breaks my heart a little bit that there's going to be no Danny Mac. And also, I hate Facebook. I'm not going to create a Facebook page, a profile to watch that game. Uh, how, could, how could anyone hate on Danny Mac? I don't get it either. Uh, as Tara says, Tara sums it up perfectly. It's not Danny Mac, but it's something. Now... Uh, as someone who doesn't watch the Facebook games, is this something Jason Mott's been doing? Is this going to be his first broadcast? You're talking about a great man. I, I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, hopefully, he's great, and he catches on, and then he's doing Cardinal games. Somebody says, turn on the radio. John Rooney and Mike Shant. Well, it'll be in Milwaukee, so it'll probably be Rooney and uh, Horton, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, Rooney will be amazing, and we should all soak that in. Uh, somebody said, create a fake... Fake, a fake Facebook account. I thought about doing that. I think Kelly, uh, one, uh, on Twitter, Kelly said, uh, um, create a fake one and give everybody the account so we all can watch it and it doesn't register as views for Facebook. I think that's what I'll do. Uh, C70 says, first shot, and I bet you can watch without an account. Yeah, you know, I'll check it out. I'll check it out for sure. But I like, like I said, I like Kelly's idea of just, I'll create a Facebook account. We'll call it the Prospect After Dark. It'll be Prospect After, and then Dark is the last name Facebook account. And everyone, let's give everyone the password, and you all can jump on it, and we'll we'll make it the communal uh, Facebook account. Uh, yeah. So there's that. You know, I know that Marcelo Zuna was a hot topic. Uh, make a Birds on the Black Facebook. I think there is a Birds on the Black Facebook. We'd have to go to our uh, Overlord cards gifts for the official answer. Again, without being on Facebook, I don't really know. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, I know that Marcelo Zuna has become a really, really hot topic. Uh, he's hitting a lot of singles. I mentioned, uh, somebody said, where's Graham? Graham's probably pouting somewhere. Uh, who, what is Munoz going to become? You know, it's funny. Even the Johnny Peralta comparison for Jairo Munoz, it's, it just gains steam, right? You see him in the field, and he's kind of clunky to both sides. You see his arm is, is really good. You see sometimes he can turn a really easy double play and make it really interesting. Uh, I think ideally, there is a lot more power in there than I initially thought. Uh, he's a big body. But I think ideally that Johnny Peralta is uh, about as close as it gets to a, a, a comp. I personally don't think he'll have as many 20 home run seasons as Johnny had. I think Johnny had five or six. Uh, that's a tall ask for Gyro, but uh, he's a talented kid. Uh, how intriguing? How intrigued are you in Zach Prendergast? Now, that's Stu Styles. Stu Styles does our daily wrap-up, uh, uh, game wrap-ups uh, on Birds on the Black. As all of you who have been following me since last year know, I'm a big fan of Zach Prendergast. Zach Prendergast was a non-drafted free agent out of Seton Hall uh, last year's draft. He struck out a bunch of people pitching most uh, starting and relieving in the organization. He started the year in Peoria. Uh, he's had a couple bad starts, but regularly he's pretty good. Uh, I'm a big fan of Zach Prendergast. Now when you see him, you would understand why people would doubt his ability to be a starter in the long run. I get it. You know, he doesn't have high velocity. His stuff is kind of pedestrian, although it plays really well at Peoria. Um, it's, uh, it's good. It's decent. It's fine. Uh, we'll see how it progresses as he gets older. But what I love about Zach Prendergast is what he's doing right now for Peoria. Uh, he's just solid. He's a really solid pitcher who doesn't necessarily blow you away, but uh, really solid nonetheless, and we like solid. Uh, Graham says, hi. Hello, Graham. How are you? 
Uh, Warriors down by 14. Wow, Houston's really putting it on uh, Golden State. Now, I watched that game over the weekend, and uh, at one point, Houston was up by like 20, and Golden State still came back and won. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't roll them out. The other thing I saw is that Vegas and those uh, Washington Capitals were uh, tied 2-2. Uh, trade Weaver, Bader, and Kelly uh, before they lose value. I'll tell you what, the one guy that I would trade, how to, oh wait, uh, the fisherman says how soon, oh, hey, Ryan Fisher, how soon until Helsley's in the bully? Uh, the sooner the better. Uh, you know me, like I said earlier, when it came to Hudson, I don't want him removed from the starting rotation until he absolutely has to be. But the Cardinals are in dire need of what he brings, especially with that heat that he brings. And uh, I think it's a damn shame that he hasn't been given a chance. Now, remember, we're two days away from the Cardinals having to jockey their 40-man. Uh, you know, more than likely it's Steve Barron uh, who will drop, jump off the 40-man, and they figure it out from there. But uh, it's going to be really interesting, and that's the, the, the big obstacle with Ryan Helsley or Dakota Hudson or Preston Gilmet or even Hector Mendoza. Those guys aren't on the 40-man. And the Cardinals would need to make room. There's always Luke Voigt, but I don't think the Cardinals are going to drop Luke Voigt. I guess they would if they had to. Uh, Dominic Leone, the 60-man, is another option. I, I could definitely see that. That makes sense. Holy shield, smart thinking. Uh, I guess that they'll probably hold off on Steve Barron as long as they can. But Leone to the 60-man makes sense. Uh, as much as I love me some Luke Weaver, he seems like the most obvious trade piece. He is. He's probably the most obvious trade piece of the starting options currently. I still think... Ryan Helsley and Dakota Hudson are probably more obvious, and Austin Gomber is. I think the Cardinals would like to hold on to Luke Weaver as long as possible. But yeah, definitely, of that group, uh, the six or seven potential starters in the major leagues right now that are on the 25 to 40 man, uh, yeah, for sure, I think that uh, he's the most obvious. Uh, man, I gotta tell you, and C70, if he's still here, I'm not 100% sure. Just the chance to see Ryan Helsley start a game uh, in the major league level. I, I think it'd be really, really interesting, and I think that he would make a lot of fans in St. Louis. He's going to get in the bullpen eventually, uh, but I just want to see him as a starter because I think that he'd blow a lot of people away. C70 also asked, "Is Barron would Barron clear waivers? Yeah, I, I, so the reason I would do Barron is I absolutely think Steve Barron would clear waivers. I, I don't think anyone's going to rush to pick him up. He's not so impressive. His, his bat's kind of weak, so I don't think uh, they'll, they'll rush to pick him up. So that's why I think he would clear and, uh, you know, the other thing about Dominic Leone is you wait until the very last minute possible, in my opinion, to DL him for 60 days because of how vulnerable that bullpen is, how inconsistent that bullpen has been. If there's any chance you can get him back in 50 days, you, you stick with it. Thoughts on permanently moving Jose to right field? Now, Mose, you and I are on different ends of this because, in my mind, you put your weakest defender in left field. And I know that uh, there's more right-handed hitters and there are left-handed hitters, so it makes more sense to put them out in right field. Uh, I just think back to everything about baseball leading up until this very moment. You always hid your, your worst fielder in left field. So I love the idea of him going to left field. I think that that's, I think he's perfect out there. The only problem is Ozuna is a terrible right field, and I don't want Jose Martinez and Marcelo Ozuna in the same outfield. I think that that's terrible. I think that's uh, setting yourself up uh, for, for some bad juju. So I think, yeah, long run, it might be something that you're interested in. Uh, but I, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Let's see. Uh, Jay Eagleton 24 says, hi, Kyle. Hello, Jay Eagleton. Uh, somebody said Seth Beer 19th overall. Uh, by the way, the draft is a week from tonight. Uh, the Cardinals, I don't know if the Cardinals play next Monday or not. But how about we do a live periscope during that 
And uh, we'll talk some nonsense, and I'll try to stay as informed and get you guys as informed as possible, and we'll see what happens. Again, that's contingent on if the Cardinals are playing or not. Uh, if the Cardinals are playing, we'll just move it. Uh, Brandon Bilt is raking. Can we get him in Strickland for Gomber and Hudson and Bader? Uh, uh, yeah, again, unfiltered anal, our boy, uh, our, our anus, uh, said... Uh, so here's the thing, is that's a really, really fun trade, but that's a, what we call a, a KMOX sports open line trade because it would never happen. Uh, you would probably need to trade those three guys to get Brandon Belt, and even then it'd be a little wishy-washy. Uh, Moe's algorithm says Cardinals are off, so let's plan on that. Uh, unless my life gets weird, we will do a live periscope for the MLB draft. We'll get it, we'll fire it up uh, 8.30, which will be about the time the Cardinals are drafting, I would think. Uh... Oh, uh, C70 asks, will Gomber ever pitch in St. Louis? Uh, you know, he's on the 40-man, and there's always a chance that the Cardinals would need a left-handed reliever, and I would think that the next time the Cardinals would need a left-handed reliever with Ryan Sheriff on the DL, uh, I would think that they might go to him and see what happens. But uh, here's my thought is the Cardinals are getting to the point of the season where they have to stop screwing around with the bullpen. Luckily, Sam Tuovalala has been really good, and he looks really sharp. Uh, and Bud Norris has been Bud Chuck, which has been incredible. But they're at the point now where they can't keep screwing around, and they need to start putting their best pitchers in the bullpen if they want to have legitimate September-October uh, uh, aspirations. So I'll be honest. Gomber can get lefties out. He can get righties out. And maybe now's the time to go to him. Uh, patron pitcher is back as well. Yeah, you know, Tyler Lyons pitched the other day, and I was listening to the game, and it sounded like he pitched well. Uh, oh, Ronald Roberts says, Weaver to the pen. I would think that that would happen right now, especially with the Cardinals in desperate need of pen help. But again, that won't happen until uh, Mr. Carlos Martinez is ready to go. Uh, Holy Shield says, Kyle, we need a draft drinking game. Work on it, and we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. Nick Madrigal, safest bet in the draft, am I right? Uh, I think a lot of people would agree. Uh, Sick Nasty says, anything on Alaris Montero? What's the deal with him? He's raking this year. So we were talking about Alaris a little while ago. Alaris was drafted in 2014 for 200, or drafted. He was signed as an international free agent in 2014. He was signed for $200,000. Uh, he's always hit well. He's a terrible third baseman. He's getting a little bit better piece by piece, but he's a terrible third baseman who's probably going to end up at first. He's a big boy. He's had a great season, but in his last 10 to 15 games, he's hit about 200. He's striking out a little bit more, and he isn't driving the baseball. He's going through one of these mid-season lulls. So before we really jump on the Alaris Montero bandwagon. We're, we're lucky now that he's struggling because we get to see how him bust out. Uh, who are you rooting to win the Stanley Cup, Washington or Vegas? You know, I was one, I'm, I'm born and raised and I live in St. Louis. It bugs me to no end that Vegas is in the Stanley Cup and the Blues can't make the Stanley Cup to save their lives. But I am a huge David Perron fan and I am a huge Ryan Reeves fan. I'm not the world's biggest TJ Oshie fan. Uh, so I'm rooting for David Perron and I'm rooting for Ryan Reeves. So I'm rooting for Vegas. Uh, we got to get Brad Hand now. Send Weaver and 15 to 30 prospects. That's right. You know, a couple years ago I was joking around, uh, maybe two years ago, and I, I said you, what you do is you trade all the even-numbered prospects for Nolan Arenado and all the odd-numbered prospects for Manny Machado. Uh, I love Brad Hand, but San Diego really does see like a two or three, like they think that they're two years away from being a playoff team. So they just signed Brad Hand to an extension. I don't think, even if I don't think they're a playoff team, I don't think they're going to get rid of Hand. Uh, I'm rooting for Vegas too, Kyle. There we go. How about this? Uh, raise your glass and we'll cheer to the Vegas Golden Knights, but more specifically Ryan Reeves and less specifically David Perron. 
I'll tell you what, you guys are bringing good questions tonight. They're kind of paced well, too, so I feel like I'm reading them all instead of just blowing right by them. Uh, do we want to talk about Larry's Montero some more? Do we want to talk about the Cardinals' bullpen? Uh, we could go on and on about Marcel Ozuna. Uh, I bought a new car today. We could talk about that. Uh, we could... Oh, Oviedo's ERA going to put it all together. Oh, is Oviedo ever going to put it all together? So for those of you, uh, Johan Oviedo is 20 years old. He's a Cuban. He's six foot six, And right now, his issue is command. Uh, I've heard that his velocity is in the low 90s. That's a good sign. But he walked five today and struck out four. Uh, 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 so, you know, it's all going to come down to command. If there's one thing I've learned more so now than ever is how hard it is for a six foot six, six foot five, anything, anybody taller than six foot three to repeat their delivery. And that's what Johan Oviedo is going through. He has a bad case of it. Um, so I think he can, but again, it's probably one of those situations where we're talking about it more in two years than in the immediate future. When is winter going to be here? Uh, winter is going to come next April, hopefully, and we'll be watching the last season of Game of Thrones. Thoughts on Hicks slider? I love Jordan Hicks slider. I love his fastball. Uh, this, you know, we've talked a lot about Jordan Hicks and, and we love Jordan Hicks, but what we've seen recently with Jordan Hicks is exactly what we were worried about with the Cardinals bringing him up and using him in the bullpen. There's just that like lack of refinement isn't there because he hasn't had the innings and the reps and all that. Uh, I love the idea of using the slider a lot over his next four or five or six starts or uh, appearances. I mean, use that thing, hammer it, use it like 70% of the time. And then let him get a feel for it. Let's see where it goes from there. Uh, also, can you scapegoat Mabry yet? I have not scapegoated Mabry yet. Thoughts on Rizzo's slide inspired by J. David Reed. We already talked about it, Graham. Stop trying to trade Ben Zobris and pay attention to the program. Uh, again, my, you know, my issue was the intent. Uh, I think technically he's in the baseline, if you want to argue that. But I don't give a shit about that. I care about the intent. I saw somebody say that the, the thing about the Rizzo slide is it's not 2008, it's 2018. And that is the perfect way of putting it. Baseball's different now. Uh, they're going to say that they care about players' health, but what they really care about is protecting their investments. Uh, uh, and their million-dollar investments. And that's really what it boils down to. By the way, do you want Ben Zobris? No, Graham, I don't want Ben Zobris. You can keep Ben Zobris. Uh, I really don't even know what my team looks like. Best reliever we could trade... For non-rental, uh, unfiltered anal, I don't know, you know. Uh, I, I, that Michael Givens, I, don't, I think he's a free agent after this year. I'm not sure. I like him a lot. Uh, you mentioned Hunter Strickland. He's interesting. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not exactly sure which relievers are available uh, on other teams that are non-rentals. I don't even know which ones are rentals. What I know is that the Cardinals have an organization strength in pitching. And I would like to see them use some of that organizational strength. Uh, before they started looking outside the organization. It's the same thing with the lineup. Uh, Mo's algorithm says Kyle Baraclaw. That'd be fun. Anyone you'd rather see filling Munoz's role? Ah, uh, no. No, that's... You might as well use him. Uh, we're getting Connor, right? Right? No, we're not getting Connor. Connor's not going to be in the first round. Uh, he's not... You're better... There's a better chance they're going to take him at 43 than they are at 19. And by then, he'll be gone. He's just one of those middle-round guys. And besides, there's other pitchers uh, that are better than him that the Cardinals might have a chance at. Uh, for those of you who haven't been paying attention today because it's Memorial Day and you've been drinking and barbecuing, I, I'm going to do a five- or six-part write-up on guys that I think are most likely to be drafted by the Cardinals at 19th overall. Uh, how I'm getting this information is some insider information based on connections that I've made, and also reading over mock drafts from experts. 
Uh, I'm compiling a list of five or six names, and I'm doing a draft write-up. The first one came out today. It was Jordan Adams, who is an outfielder from North Carolina. Uh, he is a beast, a two-way player, wide receiver. Uh, he, play, he plays uh, football. He's a UNC recruit. He's a four-star by rivals, UNC recruit. And, uh, uh, by the way, humble brag, hashtag humble brag. Thank you, C70, for that. You completely derailed me. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, he's a recruit for North UNC. He's a four-star wide receiver uh, by rivals, but he is a monster of an outfielder. He's a true center fielder. He's everything you could want, and he has raw power. Like He is Nick Plummer, the version that the Cardinals thought they were drafting, not the real version of what he was. Uh, he's a smooth athlete, but there's a question about Adams and if he's going to sign uh, to play with baseball or if he's going to go to UNC where his father, Deke, by the way, Deke Dotum, Freed Odom, uh, where his father, Deke, is an offensive line coach. So a lot of teams are kind of shying off that. What he has said is that he will go to wherever the right situation for him is, which is really interesting because the way that I read that is that's his way of saying, uh, I'm going to go, if someone drafts me where I want to go, I'll go there. And I'm going to go, if I'm not drafted in the first round, I'm not going. I'm going to play football. So he's really interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. The other guys we're going to go over is we're going to go over Jackson Cower. We're going to go over Logan Gilbert. Uh, we're going to go over Ryan Rollison, who I think has a really, really good chance of being taken in that pick. We're going to go over Bryce Terang and uh, uh, Meadows, the outfielder from uh, Georgia, the high school outfielder over Georgia. So those are the guys that I believe are most likely to be drafted by the Cardinals, and you're going to want to stick around. Uh, Todd Thiessen, uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what he's going on there, but we love that Todd Thiessen. Uh, ooh, somebody sent me a message. That's exciting. Uh, yeah, so again, there were questions going up when I was ranting on and on. Keep an eye out for that. So I think the plan right now is today you got Adams. Uh, tomorrow you'll get the Cower write-up. Uh, on Wednesday you'll get the Gilbert write-up. We'll take a day off on Thursday and we'll do the other ones throughout the week. Uh, which means none of them will be picked. Exactly, Holy Shield, you nailed it. Randy hit in Mexico and hasn't stopped, J. David Reed says. You know, but he hasn't hit for power. He's not hitting for the power he hit in Mexico. Uh, I'll tell you what, I love watching Randy or Rosarena take a bat. Uh... Somebody said they want uh, Bryce Turang big time. I'll say this. I think that there are a lot of players. Uh, I like Bryce Turang. I like the flash and pizzazz that comes with this game. I keep saying that Bryce Turang is like some combination of Delvin Perez and Pete Cosma. He's like the two, you know, 69 to death. Uh, but I think... And I know Cardinals fans get tired with Cardinals constantly drafting pitching. But for me, it's either Jackson Cower or Logan Gilbert. Uh, I don't think Logan Gilbert will be there at 19. But I'm going to tell you right now, I like Ryan Rollison a lot too. Uh, Flaherty or Hillsley, better upside Flaherty. Uh, O'Neal equal Gritchick 2.0, Eric Thomas. No, no, it's a lot more complicated than that. Uh, they're two different hitters, even though they both hit for power and strikeout plenty. Different approach, different deal. Um... I, I think, to me, it's Gilbert and Rollison are kind of on there. I think Cower's really interesting. I think Cower is the most likely to be drafted by the Cardinals because he's fastball changeup with an overly developed changeup and, and uh, a developing curveball. Uh, do you think MLB should loosen up on trade trading draft picks and allow them to be traded like the NFL? Uh, so, a little background about MLB draft picks. You can trade the competitive balance picks, round A and round B. Uh, those are sandwiched in between round one and two, and two and three. Uh, you can trade those picks. I do think in time that'll happen. Um, 
I just don't know if it will happen until the next collective bargaining agreement. And if you remember the last time the last collective bargaining agreement was signed, uh, entering last season, right? Last season? That was last season, right? Entering last season, uh, most experts believe that Major League Baseball hosed the Players Association. And a lot of people think that because of the way the collective bargaining agreement went and it favored the owners instead of the players so hotly, uh, that we are destined for a very, very knock them down, drag them out battle come the next time a collective bargaining agreement is on the board. So uh, it could happen the next time. It might not happen the next time. I know that when eventually we get to the next collective bargaining agreement, it's going to be an interesting, interesting thing to watch. Uh, I think it'll happen. Uh, It's just when it'll happen. Uh, Anybody we could get from Yanks for pitching? Uh, Unfiltered anal. Uh, You could get uh, Benoit Beats. Somebody said lockout. Holy shield. Potentially. Uh, do cards have first, second, competitive balance pick, and a comp pick for Lynn? So, without getting into that, this is what I'll tell you. They have pick 19. They have pick 43. I believe either pick 75 or 76, and then pick 94, through, 94 95, or 96. I don't remember right now. I'm blanking out. I've been so focused on 19 and 43 uh, that I forgot. So, they have four picks in the top 100. Uh, focus on those. So, that would be they have a first-round pick. A competitive balance A pick. They have the 70 pick in the 70s for the Lance Lynn reimbursement, and then pick 90. I think it's 95. Uh, so that's where it's at. Uh, yeah. So that's it. So uh, tomorrow, a week from tonight, the Cardinals will make two picks. They'll make the 19th pick, and then they will pick last. The 43rd pick is the last pick that'll happen on Monday night, uh, and then uh, unfiltered anal says you hate trade proposals. LOL. Uh, unfiltered anal. It's not... Yeah, 75 and 94. Uh, that's what I thought, too. Um, it's not that I hate trade proposals. It's just, give me a real one. You're going to have to work a little harder. Remember, if you're tr- making a trade proposal, it's got to be at least marginally right. Uh, it, uh, you know, you see Hunter Strickland and Brandon Belt for three players. It, that's not going to get it done. It, you know, if you're going to... If you want Brandon Belt, if the Cardinals are going to try for Brandon Belt... For you personally, just based on the trade proposals that you throw out there, you, you pick comfortable trades for the Cardinals. You need to feel uncomfortable with the players you're picking to send to those other teams. When you feel that, then we'll talk about it. Uh, has Jeremy Ironman uh, fallen down the draft boards? He has. He's fallen out of the top 20, top 25, uh, but he's still expected to go in the like 22 to 32 range. Uh, thoughts on Gordon Grash- Jordan, uh, Jordan Groshans? Don't have any thoughts. Uh, no fantasy trade proposals. That's yeah. So the other thing, unfiltered anal. My assumption is that you're young. You're probably 16, 15, close to Graham's age. Uh, probably way more mature. Uh, you probably don't know what I mean when I say KMOX Sports Open Line. Uh, KMOX is eleven twenty. That's where the Cardinals broadcast their radio from. And uh, there's this thing called Sports Open Line. And people call and they'll say like, "Hey, let's trade Greg Garcia." And Dakota Hudson and that fella down on A balls, and let's get that Trouts in in Los Angeles. They're unrealistic. They're funny to listen to, and poor Scott Warman for having to put up with it all those years. Any chance beer slips to forty three? Holy shit! I do think that there's a chance. Uh, you know, I like to use a less than twenty five percent chance. Uh, most people have him going in the Ironman range. 
uh, you know, 32 or yeah, 22 to 35, somewhere around there. But I do think there's a chance. You know, I think the other possibility with, with beer that's interesting that I don't uh, – uh, Randall Rhodes says Ironman at 3B, not shortstop. More than likely, yeah, but, you know, any organization that will draft him will keep him at shortstop as long as possible. I do think there is a chance with beer that he drops. And I also think there's a chance that he ends up going back to college. I, I think that if he doesn't get picked in those top rounds, he's going to be a hard sign because he's going to want a high bonus. And I think that there's a less than 25% chance uh, that he ends up going back for his senior year. Remember, there isn't a guy who had more value as a freshman in my lifetime than Seth Bearded, and his stock has fallen. He's never reached that potential. Uh, so we'll see where it goes. But I could, I could really could see him telling a team, his representatives telling teams, like, if you're not going to give us first-round money, doesn't matter, we'll walk. Doesn't set the blah, blah, blah. Beer will have no leverage as a senior, though. Yeah, but you know what? If he's going to bet on himself, and you're right, that's a really good point. Uh, but we've seen this before, and I could definitely see him still going in the first round. Like, remember, his value is probably never lower than it is right now. And you're talking about a first-round pick? Uh, I know teams will jockey that, but I, I still think there's a chance it happens. Casey Mize or Joey Bart? Uh, Casey Mize. Casey Mize is ridiculous. He's struggled lately. He's struggled a little bit. Uh, but he's still great. I mean, he's still great. Uh, I, I haven't seen enough of Joey Bart. Uh, I should probably preface by saying that, but that's where I'm at. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love Mize. I love Mize. And, you know, the other thing... I feel the same way about Mize that I feel about Brady Singer. As I've kind of dug in this weekend, I think both of them... Uh, Mo's algorithm says beer seems like a better fit with the Brewers. You know, it's funny, too, because that uh, that Shaw is a lot like Seth Beer. And I know you meant it with beer and Brewers and brewing and all that stuff, but there's a comparison to be made there. Um, I think both Mize and Singer are two really interesting guys who are both very good. But I don't think either of them were as good as A.J. Puck was uh, coming out of Florida. Uh, and Puck filled a fifth overall to the, the A's. Um, I think that there's a larger margin for both of them to not be as successful. Uh, but they could both be monsters. Uh, you have to keep in mind that as I was watching film over the weekend, the, the one guy that really stuck out to me with the way his stuff was, was Logan Gilbert. Uh, the, the curve, slider, it's... It's interesting, and the fastball is a monster. He gets incredible extension. He works at his own pace. Uh, the tough thing with him is that, sure, he strikes out 38% of hitters, which is incredible, but he's doing it in, like, the Atlantic Sun Conference, which is a pretty poor, like, mid-major, so it's hard to really get a feel for it. Uh, I know that his curveball needs work. Command-wise, it can be nasty. I know his slider needs work. Command-wise, it can be nasty. Uh, but we'll see. Are the hitters STL is looking at in the first round more power average or OPS? So... The only two hitters that I've been able to get, like, well, three hitters. The only three hitters, position players, that I've been able to get a feel for, like, the Cardinals are interested in, other than uh, uh, a couple of the college hitters that I'm not a fan of, um, other than Trevor, Trevor Larnack, who I don't think the Cardinals are, are going to draft. I would like for them to draft Trevor Larnack, but I, I haven't heard anything. They're all high school people. So you're talking about Jordan Adams, who's an outfielder, who's really raw, but has raw, serious power. Uh, you have Bryce Turing, who's more of an average, you know, squeaking power out at best. And uh, and then you've got Meadows, who's the outfielder who, 
I hate the way he uses the front of his body when he swings. He has a beautiful swing. It's just he's all front foot, no back power leverage. That's something I could see. Uh, Brazil, hello. Hello, Brazil. Um, that's, just, that's something that could change, obviously, but it's not something that I am uh, a big fan of. Somebody says, how are you? I'm assuming that that's a sex bot. I'm doing well. Uh, welcome to our little chat. Okay, so we're 35 minutes in, 35, 35. I'm going to take a little drink. GM Gersh says, Trevor Larnack will not go to the Cubs. Trevor Larnack will not go to the Cubs. Repeats it over and over again. You know, I don't know who's going to go where, but I know somebody's going to get a gem in Trevor Larnack. Uh, speak Portuguese. Uh, Alex Andre. Alex, oh, there's two X's in there. We're one away from where we normally are. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. One of the things I've discovered while researching the draft, and it's something I've been saying but maybe without as much backing as I should have had when I said it, is it's a super deep draft. I mean, whoever the Cardinals draft at 45, they're going to have a pick of a lot of really, really great players. When they get to 75, they're going to have a pick of a lot of really, really great players. You know, I think back, I think this draft is about as deep as that 2015 draft, uh, and that 2015 draft was a monster of a draft. Uh, you know, that's... Look back at it. You'll see all the players that have made an impact already and are destined to make an impact in the long run. Uh, it's a super deep draft. And that's very, very interesting to me. Uh, yeah. So anyways, I, I've ranted on and on about the MLB draft. What's next? Now, I told GM Gersh we'd talk about Ryan Helsley, Helsley, who pitched another gem for Memphis tonight. Seven innings, 10 Ks, three hits. Uh, you know, he, was, he struggled a great deal at double A, and now he's just hammering triple a and uh you see why a rem reminder that holland cost us the what 55th pick yeah at the time but you know again jay david you have to understand that i view that completely differently you know he hasn't the problem is is not that they gave him 14 million dollars it's not that they gave him a draft pick for him although you can look at my tweets and you'll find out that i was not a fan of it at the time i loved what they did I, like deep down not looking at cost analysis they needed they needed Greg Holland. The problem is they haven't got the Greg Holland they're paying for. Uh, that's an issue. The one, the one good thing that came with Greg Holland is it put Alex Reyes on the 60-day DL. Now, I know that he would have been able to make it a major league impact over his last two or three starts, but it forced the Cardinals to wait to use him. And that was more important to me than anything. Now, they could have done that without signing Greg Holland. I get that. Uh, you have to understand with me, uh, I... I try not to look longingly at the MLB draft. Like, sure, the Cardinals could have had 50, the 55th pick. I don't want to think about that because the draft is such a crapshoot. You know, we look back, and I tweeted about it uh, over the weekend. You know, we, we went back and we looked at the stats for the two players that the Astros took for being uh, in the position where the Cardinals had, uh, that the Cardinals forfeit um, for the Correa hacking. It's fun, but... Let's not focus on that. Let's focus on what they have and hopefully making the best of it. Not sure if you've talked about it yet. Uh, what if the Cardinals had traded for Yelich? Now, that's a great question. And uh, Christian Yelich is having a way better year than Marcelo Zuna is. I would have loved to have known what it would take to get uh, Christian Yelich because it would have taken more than it would have taken to get Marcelo Zuna. Today's game was an interesting, I don't know what that says. Uh, Mabry would have ruined him. <laughs> that's right. You know, everybody's scapegoating Mabry. I love it. Uh, GM Gersh, it's a Yelich question. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, you know, the Cardinals gave up a decent amount, uh, uh, Gallon, Castano, Sierra, and uh, Alcantara, 
they would have had to have given up more than that. And if there's one thing we know, we know the Cardinals are stingy. Uh, Yelich would make this team better. Uh, but right now they just need Ozuna to hit. Cardinals take first round, Colwyn, Orange County. I'll write it down, but it's not going to happen. Sorry. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that guy anyways. Uh, let's reintroduce Ozuna to launch angle. It's not any of that. He just needs to let the ball get deeper. He's anxious. He's over-anxious. He's swinging at everything. Uh, he just needs to find the pitch. He's anticipating, and they're beating him on the inside and outside corner. And it's not paying off. It's a disaster. Uh, uh, that's the issue. Uh, as I said in the group chat, if there's one thing I've learned from listening to Barry Bonds and listening to Albert Pujols talk about hitting. They both said when they struggled, it was because they were reaching for the ball. They were not letting the ball get deep enough. And, uh, you know, that's a step in the right direction. Holy Schultz says that Ozuna's raised his average 20 points in the last week. Now, I know that that's good, and batting average is fine and everything, but he's not getting paid to get hits. He's getting paid to drive the ball, and he's not showing any sign of driving the ball. And how many of those hits are little nubbers that are just getting lucky? You know, He's not hitting with any authority. That's the issue. And yes, his average is being raised, but nothing else is is showing any signs of being excited about Marcelo Zuna. He needs days off. You know, what I would do is in Milwaukee, I would, first off, I'd DL Dexter Fowler. uh, But I'd run Bader and I'd run O'Neal out there and I'd give Marcelo Zuna rest. And I'd examine that arm, and if that arm isn't 100% healthy, i down him. I don't care if it means surgery, i down him. Of course, uh, uh, you can't down him without his permission, so I'm talking out of my ass. Uh, Todd, uh, Todd Thiessen says, Ozuna needs McGuire. Ozuna needs Bonds. The one thing that's missing from Ozuna this year and past years is Barry Bonds. Just bring Bonds in. Or have Ozuna bring Bonds in. Uh, somebody says, he, Holy Shield says he needs protection. I'm very much... Uh, in the group that says the protection debate is overrated in modern baseball. Uh, Todd, I was just going to say that, laugh my ass off. Uh, Again, protection is protection, but right now we're talking about uh, pages and pages and videos and videos of data on how to attack hitters. Uh, It's not like, oh, we've got Roger Maris hitting, we've got Mickey Mantle hitting behind Roger Maris. Like, it's different now. The dynamic has shifted. The dynamic has changed. So I think that the, uh, the, the, the debate, and I get why people say it, because he was so good with Stanton and Yelich in the lineup. It's not that. Uh, could he maybe be too much pressure on himself? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the case. Uh, Mo said he's frustrated with the offense. I think he'll do something drastic this year. Trent Apple says, hey, Trent, how are you, brother? Uh, what's drastic, though? You know, our idea of drastic is different than Mo's idea of drastic. Uh, Mo's idea of drastic is the Marcelo Zuna trade, and that's pretty drastic for him. That's out of character. But if you're looking for something more drastic than that, I think you're. I think we might be barking up the wrong tree. Um, yeah, Eric Thomas says he needs a condom for protection. Uh, yeah, again, without getting into the protection and the lineup thing, that's just. I think. I think we need to think more technologically savvy than that. There's a book on how to attack him. Uh, the book is backed up by data after data after data and video after video. And I think that that changes the, the dynamic. Drink. Hey, we're going to drink to Marcelo Zuna hammering the baseball. Remember, Marcelo Zuna hit his first home run of the season at Miller Park. It was an absolute shot, too. A shot. And uh, hopefully we see, that, uh, we see that again this weekend. Yeah, Johnny Utah here says uh, it'd be different if he weren't pounding everything into the ground. That's a big... Oh, I'm thinking along the lines of the Craig Kelly trade. Two favorites that he was just done with. Yeah, but that's not a... Again, 
from my perspective, I loved that trade. I thought that that was a great trade. But the difference is, you know, Alan Craig was on a good contract, and uh, uh, Joe Kelly had years of control. The Cardinals don't have that. They're not going to trade any of their guys that are on a good contract. Maybe Jed Jerko, because uh, nowadays that contract doesn't look so bad. But you can't trade Dexter Fowler without his permission, and that's a bad contract, which means you're not going to get anything in return. And every other position, I mean, maybe Colton Wong. Maybe Colton Wong's the guy they trade that's Alan Craig-esque, but Colton Wong was never Alan Craig good. A uh, different kind of good defensively. Uh, somebody says, oh, uh, D. Clark 07 says, what am I drinking? I am drinking Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. It's one of the finest bourbons you could find on a budget. Uh, coming from the frustration end of it for Mo, not necessarily pieces. Thoughts on trading for Justin Bohr? Now, they were talking about that in the group chat. I like Justin Bohr. Somebody said that his splits away from home haven't been good this year. I don't know. This is what I know. I think Justin Bohr would be an average price, relatively speaking. I think he fits the mold of what John Mazalek would do. We know he has a trade history with the Marlins now. Uh, I, I like it. Uh, I, again, I don't know how Justin Bohr's done this year. To me, in my mind, without knowing the stats, Justin Bohr is like the poor man's Brandon Belt. Uh, I'd rather have Brandon Belt, but they're not. that's not going to happen. Uh, if Fowler would agree to move, the birds would pay heavily. Exactly. It uh, doesn't matter. He plays the Marlins Park, blah, blah, blah. Uh, good idea, Moe's. Uh, so I do, like, I do like Justin Bohr quite a bit. I just, again, without knowing exactly what the Marlins are going to ask for or exactly what's going on with them because I just feel like whatever dynamic is going on in that front office is a complete crapshoot. Um, you know, I, part of me thinks that I can't help but think that that bullshit front office is going to hold on to Real Muto and, and bore as long, like, until, it's, they, until they've exhausted their value. I can't help but think that they're going to handle that so poorly that they're just not going to trade them and then they're going to have a half a season of control and then have to bail on them. I have no faith in the Marlins organization to do the right thing. Uh, Moe's algorithm says Boar and Barraclaw. I'd love that, Moe's. I would. Uh, why trade for any hitter if Mabry just ruined them? Uh, Hyatt Holtgrew, which is a name from Harry Potter, I think, uh, says, uh, You can't tell me the Marlins aren't going to move from Miami. That's right. Let's send the Marlins to either Portland or Montreal. I uh, love that Portland. I would love for them to get a team, and I want the Expos to, to be real again. Um, I don't think Mabry ruins people. I don't. Uh, part of me can't help but wonder if Mabry's a little too... Uh, and again, this is as much speculation as saying he's too hands-on and he changes people. But I was thinking about this. I can't help but think he's too hands-off because he kind of just lets these guys do whatever the hell... Uh, whatever the hell they want. Uh, you know, I mean, think about it this way. Stephen Piscotty changes approach every 15 minutes, pretty much. Um, uh, you know, Randall Gritchick never changes approach. Uh, it, it was never like urged to do w one thing or the other. Uh, Tommy Pham comes in and does whatever he wants. Dexter Fowler comes in and does whatever he wants. Uh, you know, I, I think you know, Marcelo Zuna hasn't changed a damn thing since day one in the organization. Maybe the issue is that he's not hands-on enough. Maybe he's just there to be like he tells them, like I'm a sounding board. If you want help, come to me. If not, I'm going to keep off. Uh, maybe that's the issue. What I know is if the Cardinals need to jumpstart, he's the guy who's going to go uh, because he's just an easy change to make. Uh, I don't think he ruins people. And again, like as fans, I understand why we're grasping for straws and we're trying to find answers. And he's an easy scapegoat, but I think we look into it too much. 
Uh, let's see. You do know, blah, blah, blah. Move to Montreal and change your name to the... St what? No, you can't move to Montreal and change your name to the Sturgeons. You have to be the Expos. Uh, who moves to the bullpen, Flaherty or Weaver? Uh, it should be Weaver. Uh, if this team is still floundering about the All-Star game, uh, McGuire is better than Mabry. I agree with you, Moe's algorithm. I think Barry Bonds is better than Mabry. I think there's probably a lot of options out there that are better than Mabry. I believe Carlos Beltran would be better than Mabry. Uh, some people think Matt Holiday would. Uh, some people think Jim Edwins would. What I know is Mabry's here, and if the Cardinals keep struggling, it won't be Matheny that's gone. It'll be Mabry. And then if they struggle after that, it'll be Matheny. Cardinals have an investment in Matheny. They're not going to drop that. Uh, as much as we would like for it to happen, as some people would like for it to happen, I don't see it happening. Um, ah, what else? What else? You know, we had a flurry of really great questions there, and I just kind of, uh, I kind of blew by them. Girardi is greater than Matheny, and Matheny is greater than Farrell. I agree with that. I would love to have Joe Girardi. Again, I don't think that that's something that's realistic. You would have to talk about the Cardinals going on an epic skid. As long as the Cardinals are close to being in it, and believe it or not, don't look at it as four in fourth place. Look at it at how many games out. Uh, Matheny will not go. Uh, oh, Gritchick's sister says, I prefer hands-on. Good. You could bench press a car. Uh, oh, somebody said drink. Yeah, steal haste to steal. Uh, I'd like Bonds or McGuire, but McGuire is a bench coach now, right? Uh, McGuire, I believe, is the hitting coach and bench coach in San Diego. Again, uh, we're going to drink. Uh, what are we going to drink to tonight? Oh, we're going to drink uh, in advance to what is hopefully a pretty fantastic Prospects After Dark next week during the MLB draft. Uh, let's see. Drink to Rizzo. I'm going to drink to Diaz, a poor catcher. Matheny has a place in the organization, but not in the majors. Maybe. Uh, it would be tough to do that. Like, it's not easy to say, all right, Mike, hey, congratulations, you did a good job as a manager. Here, you're going to be a roving instructor. Uh, you would need years and years of, uh, years and years of a break. Moe's uh, algorithm says McGuire is a future coach waiting for the kids to retire. I agree with that. I love Mark McGuire. He's respected throughout baseball. He's a brilliant baseball mind. Uh, I hope he gets the chance. And, uh, you know, I hope time doesn't pass him up. Who decided to hire a manager with no experience? Actually, uh, uh, waiting for the kids to retire. No, waiting for the kids to graduate. Uh, sorry, whatever I said. Uh, somebody says Matt Holiday wants to manage... I don't. I love Matt Holiday. That does nothing for me. Um, somebody said a little while ago, "Who decided to hire a manager with no experience?" That's a fair question. But we got to get in our way, way back machine because it's worth taking the pulse of Cardinal fandom when it happened. Because I would say at least fifty percent of the people who hate Matheny as manager right now were saying, "Oh, that's a great hire. That's a great hire. That's a great hire." At the time. You know, transport yourself back to the end of 2011, the after the World Series. Transport yourself back to 2012 when they hired Matheny. You know, sure, a lot. Some people were like, "Oh, we, I wish we would have had Tito." But the vast majority of fans were okay with it. The vast majority of fans were okay with it. Uh, so, sure, they hired a manager with no experience. I get it, but don't forget that. More than likely, you were on board with it. Uh, I wasn't. Everyone wanted. Uh, I wasn't. Everyone wanted Okendo. Some people did, but remember when they actually hired Matheny? Even though some were pulling for Okendo, people were fine with it. Uh, Tori sucked too. I feel Holiday may be a Matheny like hire. Look, I love Matt Holiday. He's respected, but Matt Holiday is not a manager. He's not a manager. 
when Yachty retires, though, Okendo the manager and McGee is hitting coach. Let me ask you this. I love Willie McGee. I don't have the, uh, the attachment to the 80s teams that a lot of people had, and it was cool to see Willie console Greg Holland after Greg Holland struggled. But what exactly are the Cardinals doing better last year that Willie McGee has a hand in this year? Uh, this year. And they're not necessarily running the bases better. You still see Jose Martinez doing stupid, stupid things one after the other. Their defense is better, uh, but the personnel is playing better at the positions where they're supposed to be playing at. Uh, they aren't any better hitters. Like, Willie McGee does not, he's not, doesn't make everything better. You know what I mean? Uh, look at Jose Okendo. Things have lined up, but they're not, they're not so much better with Willie and Jose here. You know, you're, you're sure the frustrations aren't there like it was last year where every night you could count on a base running blunder or a defensive blunder. But the Cardinals, even though they're a better team with a better roster than last year, they're not so much better than next year or than last year. I mean, that's, that's something worth keeping an eye on. Uh, a lot of people want to Joe uh, Madden, right? I'm not so sure. Fair to ask. Is he really all that good? I think... You know what I think about Joe Madden, Jay David? I think when he was with Tampa, he was a very, very good manager. And I think... Uh, oh, so Mo's algorithm... We'll get, to, we'll get to that in a second. It says, this team misses Paul DeYoung bad. I agree. I don't think it can be overstated. And again, Yachty and DeYoung got hurt at the same time. I believe that Paul DeYoung being out of the lineup is a bigger impact than Yachty or Molina is. It's just my own personal belief. Yachty's not being there is a big deal too, but they miss Paul DeYoung more. Going back to Joe Madden, I think, I believe, I firmly believe this, that Joe Madden was a good manager uh, with Tampa Bay. I think for those first, the first year with the Cubs, he was a good manager. What ends up happening, and I think about this like running a crew. Uh, you know, I'm a foreman of a concrete crew. And when I have good people, I get lazy. I, I don't manage. I just let them do whatever they're supposed to do. And then when it comes time to manage, I'm out of practice. Now, when I have a crew full of inexperienced people, I'm in it. I'm going. I'm, I'm instructing and I'm doing my business and I, I'm a good manager. Uh, but what he has right now is a, he had a good team. Maybe one of the most gifted teams in the last 20 years of baseball. And he just hasn't recovered. I think, I think he's a terrible manager right now. I think he was a good manager back in the day, and I think that right now he's just missing something. Uh, people are probably too hard on Jose with only one season at MLB level of 1B. Octavius Rex, that's fair. But what gets lost in Jose Martinez at first base, and again, you want to talk about uh, uh, the impact of Jose Okendo. Jose Martinez spent all of, like, the last, the second half of last year getting better at first base. And then he spent all winter, including playing in the Dominican Winter League, uh, uh, playing first base. And then he had spring training to play first base. And now he's a half of the way through the season at first base, and he isn't any better than he was when he first started. Uh, Jose Okendo apparently isn't making that big of an impact. Maybe we're overvaluing exactly what coaches do at the major league level. Uh, that's what I'm saying there. Nothing against Jose Okendo, who I think is lovely and fantastic and a great man and a lot of fun to watch on the diamond. Um, I think we overvalue what coaches do. And I think we also... I mean, Jose Martinez is, he's almost worse than he was a year ago. He doesn't, he's terrible at first base. I, I think you put him in the outfield, a corner, and, and you just pray for the best. Uh, the, Mo's algorithm says they need a, fir, a real first baseman. I believe that that's Matt Carpenter. Uh, again, 
a real defensive first baseman. I know he's talking about Justin Bohr, probably Brandon Belt a little bit too. Um, but to me, I, I love Jerko at third, and I love Carp at first, and then figuring it out from there. Uh, Theo has traded Eloy, uh, Quintana, and signed Darvish, but his, I don't know what that says. Uh, somebody says Matt Adams. Yeah, Matt Adams is not a real first baseman. Uh, Matt Adams, again, speaking of which, somebody look up Matt Adams' stats. I guarantee that when he was raking, it gone, and it's not going to come back this year. I miss when Danny Mack would talk about Adams' soft hands. Uh, speaking of which, another fun thing, uh, can't move Martinez to corner outfield because of Fowler and Ozuna. You're right, John Greco, but I'm saying, like, in a perfect world, you put him in a corner and you hope for the best. Um, Graham, you talk about him talking about Adam's soft hands. Uh, here locally in St. Louis, when Darren Pang first became the, uh, uh, the color guy for the Blues, he kept talking about the curvature of sticks. And I am an infant, as all of you know, and whenever he talk about, like, uh, the, the, the curvature is just perfect. I giggle like a little asshole. Uh, that dude, but he loves himself a curve stick. Uh, in a perfect world, he's a DH. Oh, hey, Lauren, how are you? Welcome to our little chat. Uh, Jerko at third, carpet first. Martinez in right field once DeYoung comes back while Fowler is on the DL. Uh, so we'll work backwards from that one. Fowler won't be on the DL, and DeYoung is still at least a month away from returning. Would you trade Adams for Junior Guerra? Uh, no, I would not. Uh, Gennett or Machado? It depends on the price. You know, my concern with Scooter Gennett, and I, I haven't seen his slash line, is what it looks like outside of the bandbox, uh, uh, the great American. Um, uh, somebody says Adams is raking again. Good. You want to know why? Because he doesn't ever hit against lefties. Uh, last I checked when he was really raking, it was against righties. And, uh, you know, good for him because he's playing a little outfield too and he's not hurting the club. Who's Junior Guerrera? Uh, he is a former first-round pick, I believe, by the Tampa Bay Rays. He was a big-time pitching prospect who never materialized, and they got suspended for drugs at the beginning of last year, I believe, and uh, never, ever became anything else. Uh, Holy Shield says, re-sign Ryan Reeves. I agree. Uh, M. Johnson117 says, go cards. Go cards. Go cards. Uh, what is everyone getting Lauren as a wedding gift? Eric Thomas says, uh, Lauren, as, as my wedding gift to you, I will cut off a piece of my flesh, and I will sign it, and I'll have Cardinals gift sign it, and we'll send it to you. Are you speaking about Javi Guerra right now? No, dummy, look it up. Uh, that is not the same Milwaukee pitcher. No, it's not, Graham. Good for you. Uh, uh blah, blah, 4-4 in the hockey game. Holy cow. Uh, uh. I think Reeves just scored because Patrick Bean Stu just screamed his name. Hopefully. Did I say junior? It's uh it's not uh it's not junior Guerrero. Sorry. It's um what the hell is that guy's first name? You know who I'm talking about. Uh Tampa Bay product, Tampa Bay Rays. I'm not talking about Javi Guerra. Um Graham says I'm screwing up bad. You're right, Graham, I am. Absolutely. Uh what the hell is his first name? I can't think of what his first name is. Somebody find his first name. Hold on. Ah, uh, you guys suck. I suck, actually. Raise Guerrero. I got the stupid thing. Oh, I'm not going to be able to find it. Uh, you guys will figure it out. I'm not talking about Javi Guerra. I'm talking about that fella who was a full, a big-time prospect for the Rays, and now I can't remember his name. Uh, 59-55 Rockets. See, the Rockets are losing their lead. Uh, Moe's algorithm. See, Moe's. By the way, I am fully embarrassed right now. I apologize to everyone for that. I am way better. No, not Junior Fernandez. He's dead. 
Uh, rest in peace, Johnny G. Uh, Taylor. Taylor Guerriera. Taylor Guerriera. Look him up. Uh, sign Kyle Flesh at Cardinals Authentic. That's right. See, I tried to get really clever about what I was going to send. Taylor Guerrera. Uh, look him up. That's who I was talking about. That's who I thought that you were alluding to. Uh, my bad. My bad. Again, I apologize to everyone for that. Uh, that was a total mind fart. You'll see that I didn't even get a chance to like pull it up on my computer. Taylor. Hold on. Taylor. I'm such a jerk, you guys. Sorry about that. Taylor Guerrieri is who I was thinking of. Didn't Tim Beckham get busted for drugs in the minors? I don't remember, to be honest with you. You called me a dummy. You're right, Graham. I did. Uh, Junior Fernandez died. Uh, uh, sorry, I thought you said Jose Fernandez. See, now I'm really messing up. Junior Fernandez did not die. I believe his arm died, and that's why he hasn't pitched this year. Uh, let's see. When will you draft articles be out? Uh, so the first one came out today. The next one comes out tomorrow. After that, it's Wednesday. We're going to take a break on Thursday. We'll have one Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then one on Monday, hopefully. Who is the dummy now, dummy? I am. Uh, I, Taylor Gurrieri is who I was thinking. Not Javi Guerra. I apologize for that. And then I also said Jose Fernandez uh, was alive and called Junior Fernandez dead. Although I do think somebody said Jose Fernandez. I think you're doing fine. Thank you very much, Victoria Dryden. I appreciate that. I'll tell you what, these people are like a pack of hyenas. You mess up one thing in 15 articles and here we are in 15 uh, periscopes and here we are. Mm. To me. Uh, you are not a good ad for cheap alcohol. You're right, Eric Thomas. See, that's the other thing. you got to remember, I like that heavy booze. That's good stuff. And here I am drinking, although Buffalo Trace is a really solid bourbon. How about Schilt taking one off the noggin? Holy cow, holy Schilt. That really broke my heart. I was really worried about our boy there. Uh, I hope he's okay. You know, he didn't travel with the team to Milwaukee. That's a concern. Uh, I mean, you talk about John Mabry. John Mabry was holding him up uh, for his... I mean... I, I hope I hope he's okay is what I'm saying. Somebody says Reyes ceiling, Noah Syndergaard question mark. Um, so on the radio broadcast, I swear by this. On the radio broadcast, they said today that Schilt was not with the team. Uh, anyways, um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Son of a bitch. What's the best whiskey to start out with? I'm more of a beer guy right now. Uh, Stu Stiles says he was in Milwaukee. Again, all I can say is that on the radio broadcast, they said he wasn't traveling with the team. He was headed back to St. Louis. Uh, that's all I know. Uh, I know he had a head contusion. Uh, again, that's all I know. Uh, the ball flew off his head at about 30 feet. Uh, who was on the radio? It was Rooney and I believe Horton. And I, I would almost guarantee that Horton was talking about it. J. David Reed, uh, J. David Reed says Strasburg. So what I was getting at is... What's the comp with Reyes? What's his ceiling? Is it Syndergaard? J. David Reed says Strasburg. It's not either of them. He, he doesn't have a defined ceiling. His ceiling is Hall of Famer. His ceiling is perennial all-star. His ceiling is... It's not Taewon Walker. You're dumb, Graham. I'm, now I'm going to come after you for being mean to me. Uh, although I'm mean to you all the time and I apologize. His ceiling is something different than defined. You know, you can't say his ceiling is Noah Syndergaard because two years ago we were having this conversation about Syndergaard and we were saying the same thing. And the reason is because at the time, Syndergaard, his ceiling was something else. Alex Reyes' ceiling transcends definition is all I'm getting at. It's something more than that. Uh, 
Ceiling before Taewon Walker's 2017 spring training. Uh, Mo's algorithm says Alex Reyes, Jose Fernandez. I would say even more than that. He has a chance to be a one-of-a-kind talent. And Jose Fernandez was. Uh, but it's something along those lines. Would I... No, I would be happy. I would look... All of the names we brought up, uh, Corey Kluber, whose name wasn't brought up, Syndergaard, Jose Reyes, I would be happy with that as a ceiling. But if you're asking me what his ceiling is, it's something more than that. I just don't think that that's it. I think it's something else. Again, not <laughs> uh, Octavius Rex jokes around, says Nolan Ryan and Sandy Koufax combined. Think of Nolan Ryan. Again, he won't end up with the wins uh, because the win total is different. It'll, it means different things now as what it did back then. But he has a chance to be something truly, truly something, something special. Maybe he will ruin Alex Reyes. Uh, uh, Eric Thomas says. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Mo's Algorithms asks, is Alex Reyes' ceiling higher than Carlos Martinez? Now, what I will say is for me personally, at the same point in Carlos Martinez's career, it's close. Again, now what, what Carlos Martinez's ceiling is now is different than what it was a couple years back. That's kind of how this thing works. Uh, I do think that, you know, right now Alex Reyes has a higher ceiling than Carlos Martinez is because now we have kind of a, a baseline understanding of who Carlos Martinez is. Because we don't have a baseline understanding of what Alex Reyes is, that makes his, his ceiling a lot more. And I do think right now at this very moment uh, it's higher than that. And I think it's probably higher than what it was at the same point in Carlos Martinez's career. Uh, let's just say Reyes is probably the best pitching prospect in the majors right now. Uh, 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 Sick Nasty says, um, I'm not going to go that far, which makes this really interesting. Again, we're talking about ceiling and also best prospect in baseball. I'll still take Walker Bueller. Uh, I was never a big Walker Bueller fan. Keep this in mind as we start talking about draft, uh, drafting players, uh, draft prep. Uh, I was never the world's biggest Walker Bueller fan until I saw him pitch on a regular basis. And you know, I, I, to me, and I've been thinking about this a lot, it's Walker Bueller, then Alex Reyes, then Forrest, Whitley, Whiteley. Uh, those are the three. And uh, Forrest falls off because he hasn't pitched. And you never know how a player is going to come back after not pitching for a while. Uh, Alex Reyes is number two behind Bueller. Uh, Mabry killed Junior Fernandez. This is the Mabry killed Junior Fernandez episode. Uh, Holy Shield says Alec Hansen, probably repeating something that Graham said more than likely. Uh, Alex Hansen's good, but he hasn't pitched either. Uh, maybe try to keep Lankford out of the Cardinals Hall of Fame, Eric Thomas says. That's a good way to get me riled up. John Greco says, Reyes, Martinez, Michaelis, Flaherty, Waka, give me a boner. Uh, Red Rocket, my friend, Red Rocket. Cards took Nick Plummer one pick before Walker. You're right, uh, Wyatt Holt Brew, uh, Witches Brew, Wyatt Witches Brew. Uh, again, Whatever happens in the draft happens in the draft. Don't invest too much into it. Again, they should have taken Bueller. I get that. I understand it. But the draft is a different beast altogether. Do the Cardinals have the best rotation in the NL now? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to omit myself from that Mo's algorithm. I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, it could be. It, it definitely has the highest upside. I'll wait to say it is for sure until Carlos Martinez comes back. Uh, J. David Reed says, Mabry drafted plumber. We should turn this into a hashtag. Uh, who's better? Uh, who's better? Let's see. Uh, I think Nolan Ryan is better. I think Babe Ruth is better. I think uh, uh, Tim McKernan's better. Cardinals and the Nationals. 
uh, Mo's algorithm. Uh, Honeywell is another high prospect, but he just had the same thing Reyes had in 2017, right? Torn UCL, that's correct. Uh, Mabry was giving the fans dirty looks. Eric Thomas says, yeah, we need to turn this into a hashtag. John Mabry and then something, or uh, Mabry slept with my mom, which my mom would be lucky because he's got a huge dick. Uh, Mabry caused an earthquake. Uh, can Weaver have success out of the bullpen, or does he uh, go to AAA? I think it's all about circumstance. Again, we don't have to worry about Luke Weaver yet, even with Alex Reyes coming back on Wednesday. John Gant will go to AAA or go to the bullpen. We don't have to worry about Luke Weaver removed, being removed from the rotation until Carlos Martinez is ready to come back. Um, keep that in mind. That, that kind of gets lost in all this. We're ready to throw Luke Weaver to the bullpen. And it's not, we're not there yet. Whose staff is better in the NL? I don't know. I can't think of off the top of my head. Uh, GM Gersh said the Nationals. The Nationals have a really great staff. I mean, Strasburg Scherzer is as good as you're going to find one, two. And, you know, honestly, maybe in my lifetime. God, that's such a dominant one, two. Um, hold on. I need a drink of water. Other than that, I don't know. Uh, probably. I'll just say, I'll say with Carlos Martinez in the, in the rotation, yes. They have the best rotation in the National League uh, from 1 to 5. Breaking news, Mabry is betting on baseball. Oh, my God. So many great sports on, and I'm watching. <laughs> That's it. Flaherty has wipeout stuff for bullpen. Flaherty's, he has wipeout stuff for the rotation. Uh, Signassi says, Golden State up 9. See, what were we talking about? Uh, Graham says, Kershaw Grinky shows how much you know. Uh, ceiling of Flaherty. God, I feel like we go over this all the time. You know, uh... This is what I always say about Jack Flaherty. To me, when I watch Jack Flaherty, he reminds me of... The, he's got the bulldog attitude of Wayno and Carpenter. Uh, I view him as that kind of player long-term. Uh, you know, potential Cardinal Hall of Famer. Not a Hall of Famer. Uh, but a guy, because he throws so much and he commands it well, and we're seeing it now that he has a little comfort. Um, oh, uh, Kate. Uh, by the way, uh, Hassat... Deroma, you're gonna have to DM me and tell me how to pronounce your name. Uh, with uh, with age being a factor, would you trade Reyes and Martinez today for Scherzer and Strauss? Oh my God! No, I wouldn't. Only because of the contracts. I'm a sucker for control. Uh, let's see. Ceiling of Kyle Reese. The ceiling of Kyle Reese, GM Gersh, is that of a senior in high school repeating his seventh year uh i hate 60 i have 69 percent battery life right now hey nice mo's nice uh yeah uh, uh, uh kate uh, you should definitely drink bourbon uh to you sir or ma'am for joining this program mm. <laughs> forever cards made me choke uh, here's what he said. Forever Card says, hey, Kyle, I just wanted to let you know that now's the time for Helsley to be promoted. I agree. We talked about it a lot. When Clark met Addison, uh, Giggity Moe's, and Kyle seeds the resistance. Uh, Roy Holiday and Cliff Lee plus Cole Hamels. Again, you know, I'll take, I'll take Strasburg. We're not talking about three, dummy. Uh, we're talking about two. And we're talking about Strasburg and Scherzer and other great. Kyle Reese's ceiling is higher than anyone on 101 ESPN. I'll be honest with you. I went to school for broadcast journalism. I didn't complete the degree because I am an asshole. Uh, but 
I'm gonna tell you right now, you put me on the radio, I'm radio magic. I know that for a fact. Uh, that was about two dummy, either Cliff or Hamill's dummy. Well, then it shows what you know. Uh, and Roy Oswalt. Now, if you're talking about rotations, and keep in mind, by the time Roy Oswalt got to Philadelphia, he was just kind of a shell of himself. Uh, as compared, he had a good season uh, that first year, but, um, you know, that's something different. Cliff Lee was dynamite. Cliff Lee was great. Cole Hamels was a maniac. Uh, but Strasburg and Scherzer, based on sheer stuff, and, uh, incredible. Um, Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling would be a, would probably be one, too. I... Kurt Schilling was incredible. Randy Johnson was uh, incredible. Uh, I, it'd be hard for me to, to say uh, anything else. Patrick V23 says, I have a Cliff Lee jersey. I love that Cliff Lee. You know, for a very long time, I wanted Cliff Lee to be a member of the Cardinals. Ray's about to throw the first no-hitter, but lose because of the offense. Is Preston Gilmet good? Forever Cards asks. Uh, Kyle Reese's ceiling looks to be about eight or nine feet in his apartment. I mean, the evidence is right there. Believe it or not... These are 12-foot-tall ceilings. Here, I'm gonna, you guys will get some of this. Let's do this. Boom. 12 feet tall. Boom. Welcome to my world. Uh, I love that blank. I, I, I love that Ray Lankford. Um, <laughs> Verlander and Garrett Cole on my right. I like that. Verlander and Lance McCullers. Uh, Garrett Cole and Lance McCullers. I love that Lance McCullers. Uh, oh, J. David Reed says, Gibson and whoever pitched next. That's the winner. Uh, Holy Schultz says, I love that Adam Butler. I do love that Adam Butler. Uh, ooh, Exposed Beams, you fancy. I am fancy. Uh, Hecate for Hecate. Uh, Thank you very much, Hecate de Roma. Hecate. Uh, Kyle, who is Irving Lopez? Irving Lopez is a uh, draft pick in 2017, a mid-round draft pick uh, out of Florida International University who plays second base in short. He has an advanced kind of... He's the closest thing the Cardinals have to Alex Mejia in the organization. Uh, I expect the same for Reyes. Okay, here we go. When it's all said and done, Wayno Carpenter or Martinez and Reyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's Alex Reyes' ceiling if he played in Houston with that secret stuff? Uh, greatest pitcher in the history of baseball. Um, Wayno and Carp versus Martinez and Reyes. Here's my concern. I worry more about that lat injury to Seamart than I think a lot of other people do. I think if we're talking about natural, pure stuff, I'll take Reyes and Seamart any day of the week. I just don't know if we're ever going to get the chance to see full Seamart and full Alex Reyes together. Sure, it might happen in 2019, uh, but that's... That's where I'm at. Oh, uh, STL Cup of Joe says, late arrival, I know, but talk to me about Helsley. Uh, by the way, that STL Cup of Joe is going to start writing more about minor league pitchers uh, on The Athletic. And if you don't have an athletic subscription, you absolutely, absolutely are going to need to do that. I am half of the evaluator. And I mean that at least, at, like at most, half of the evaluator as STL Cup of Joe is. Uh Everything he does for the athletic is gold. It's magic. It's beautiful. And uh, he was gifting uh, Helsley's start today. And you could see it. You know, he threw a changeup, and it was right down the middle of the plate, and they couldn't hit it. His fastball, it spins high, it spins hard, it gets to the plate quick. 10K, 7 innings, 3 hits. 
it's funny to watch the juxtaposition with Ryan Helsley and what he did at Double A this year and what he did at Triple A. There's no doubt that he's he was just bored at Double A, and and you could see it in his results. You could see what he was doing. What he's done recently is he's done a really great job of commanding the lower part of the strike zone with his breaking pitches. Look, we know for a fact right now that Ryan Helsley could help this team as a starter and as a reliever. Now his path to being a starter is is clouded and has roadblocks. Uh, and as we talked earlier in the prospects after dark, Ryan Helsley would absolutely help this bullpen right now. He'd probably run with a a, a late inning role. Uh, maybe even as the stopper that we've all been hoping and praying for. Uh, but, you know, STL Cup of Joe, let's talk about Ryan Helsley because he's a monster. Uh, somebody somebody said Reeves almost scored again. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God, I missed it. Wow, we're really falling out. Near the end of his career, Reyes will have such a great impact. So smart and speak two languages. Exactly. Uh, spent most of his life in New Jersey. Moved to the Dominican. Signed as an international free agent. Uh Throws three-plus pitches, and they're showing at the minor league level right now. Uh, can you elaborate on why you're concerned that we may not see Reyes and Martinez 100%? Who's better right now, Helsley or Weaver? So, uh, uh, let me start with Helsley or Weaver. What I will say is I, I'm a hedger, and Weaver is pitching in the major leagues right now. He was bad today, relatively speaking. We haven't seen that out of Helsley. I will say... Weaver only because he's here and he's doing it, but I would take my chances with Brian Helsley. Uh, what I mean by that is I believe that a lat injury, again, getting back to why I'm worried that we'll never see Martinez and Reyes until maybe 2019, I worry about a lat injury. I worry about the long-term ramifications of a lat injury. And I worry about maybe rushing that back a little bit. Uh, to me, a lat injury, a tear, a strain, as the, the brilliant and pharmaceutical STL Cup of Joe tells us, uh, 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 is a tear. The minute one of my pitchers goes, I put him on the 60-day DL. I don't even give him a chance to pitch for two months. It's a tear. That thing has to completely heal. And I just can't help but think that the light injury will keep creeping up. And that's my concern. Uh, draft uh, guess. Oh, shit. Uh, Ryan Reeves is plus three tonight. My brother Jim just texted in. Cardinals trade one of these stud starters for offense. It would have to be for the right deal. Remember, the Cardinals are reluctant to trade any one of their controllable assets for a player that isn't controllable in return. Uh, remember, even when they traded for Jason Hayward, uh, Terrell Jenkins, and Shelby Miller, they still got Jordan Walden, who had control, even if uh, even if it didn't pay off in the long run because he was hurt. Oh, somebody said Joe Trezza. Needs to stick around when Langosh comes back. You know, I haven't heard an ETA on Langosh. If it happened this weekend, I apologize. Uh, family stuff all weekend. Uh, my father had a second round of uh, uh, advanced chemotherapy on Friday, and it was kind of a wipe them out weekend, and I have family in town. And Anyways, uh, I haven't been up as up to date, so I don't know if Langosh is coming back or when she's coming back. But, yeah, Joe Trezza needs to stick around in some capacity uh, because he's fantastic. Uh, draft drinking game. Guess who cards will pick at 19, then shot for every pick you're off by. That's it. That's the winner. Uh, Holy Shilt is our winner. Uh, Holy Shilt, I need you to DM that to me because that's our drinking game. Uh, Jen will be returning to the beat midway through the regular season. That's what, a month away? Uh, who's the best slider in farm, curve, change, fastball? Well, the curve... Change and fastball is Alex Reyes. 
slider. The slider cutter combo from Dakota Hudson is the best. But if we're removing Alex Reyes from the from the the um, from the equation, a fastball curveball, I personally believe is Ryan Helsley. Uh, fastball curveball Helsley, uh, slider cutter uh, uh, Hudson. Although that man, that slider by Gomber is. Are the, the curve by Gomber is really good. How about this? Fastball Helsley, curveball Gomber, slider Hudson, and changeup Enox Nevad. Enox Nevad has a sneaky, sneaky good changeup. If Junior Fernandez was pitching, I'd say Junior Fernandez because honestly, Junior Fernandez has the best changeup in the organization. Uh, but that's that's the direction I would go. So to recap, Gomber curveball, Helsley fastball, Hudson slider cutter, uh, uh, changeup. If Junior Fernandez was pitching, it would absolutely be Junior Fernandez, uh, but not, I will say, Ian Oxnavad. I also think Evan Kurchinski, the seventh-round pick in 2017 out of Eastern Carolina, I think he has a sneaky, sneaky good curveball. Uh, so keep that in mind. John Greco says Flaherty with the slider. I'm omitting Flaherty just like I'm omitting Alex Reyes because it isn't fair to use those guys because, honestly, they're close to graduating off of the farm system. Uh, Junior Fernandez is alive. This is the Junior Fernandez is alive episode. Uh, I, by the way, Joe, welcome to the program. I said a little while ago, Junior Fernandez, uh, rest in peace. I thought somebody said Jose Fernandez. I meant to say Jose Fernandez. I said Junior Fernandez. So here's hoping he comes back with a healthy arm. What about Forrest Whitley? Uh, here he's got a couple nasty pitches. Forrest is a monster. He's suspended for drugs, but uh, Forrest is a monster. And as we said a little while ago, he's a top three pitcher in baseball. How many years walk under control for? Uh, he still has three more years after this. Maybe murder Fernando. Should the Cardinals trade Jose Martinez? Uh, Jose Joe says. <laughs> you are the worst. Uh, should the Cardinals trade Jose Martinez? Again, there's a lot of control with Jose Martinez. Should they trade him? Maybe in the right deal. Uh, will the Cardinals trade him? It would have to take a tremendous haul, I think. Uh, uh, Flaherty officially graduated as a prospect in his last start, hitting 50 innings. There you go. Thank you. Uh, hooray for the hooray for drugs. We don't do drugs. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Whitley back soon, though, right? So, the minor league season, yeah, he, he should be back uh, in the next 10 days. Uh, what happened with Francis Marte since leaving farm? Who are you? Uh, drugs are cool episode. No, this isn't the drugs are cool episode. Uh, Gomber becoming a loogie. Gomber is not a loogie. He can pitch to both sides of the plate. His stuff plays to both lefties and righties. For a while, Austin Gomber had a reverse split where he was better against righties than he was against lefties. Austin Gomber's more than a loogie. Uh, in most organizations, at least half of them, Austin Gomber could be one of the starting five pitchers right now. He's, he's better than a loogie. He could be a two-inning guy. He could be what we saw out of Tyler Lyons last year before patron pitcher got hurt and was acting kind of weird. Uh, somebody says, Toot Bland Martinez. Man, that guy's really made a name for himself for making a bunch of uh, 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 mental mistakes. Eric Thomas says, Mabry likes green beans. This is the Mabry likes green beans episodes. Mr. Hicks is here. Hello, Mr. Jason Hicks. Uh, welcome. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I'm your worst nightmare. Filling up your Twitter mentions with no end in sight. It looks like Graham is uh, doing haikus now. Uh, Andrew Somerville. Andrew Somerville is uh, pitching out of the Peoria bullpen now, out of nowhere. Uh, should probably be a starting pitcher. Might be a loogie in the long run. Again, I think that's probably Ian Oxnavad's future in the long run, although I love that changeup, don't get me wrong. And he's made progress pitching to righties this year. 
Somerville is interesting, and hopefully he gets a chance to start in the long run, but he might be a quick option out of the bullpen on a short enough timeline. Uh, again, I uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Mr. Hicks. So, as always, you know what we do here. Uh, we raise our glass. Oh, hey, Adam Butler's here. Hey, Adam, what do you think about Logan Gilbert? Hey, hey, uh, Adam. Adam, you're going to want to tune in to Birds on the Black on Wednesday because I've got my little write-up of Logan Gilbert. Uh, to Mr. Hicks, you guys know how we do this. Every time Mr. Hicks gets in here, to the Hicks family. Uh, why isn't Vlad Jr. up yet? Your guess is as good as mine. Probably all about control is my guess. Uh, Vladimir Jr. could really, really, really absolutely help. Uh, by the way, Mr. Hicks has become a little celebrity in here. I love that. Uh, I feel like we get a little gushy and a little gooey about this time every uh, every prospect after dark. I'm not nearly as drunk as I knew as I am, so that's good. Uh, but we love the Hicks family. Uh, Mr. Hicks and Mrs. Hicks are incredible people, and uh, we love Jordan. Don't know what else to say. Again, most of the time we cheers to Mr. Hicks. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Maybe coming soon with Josh injured today. Maybe. Uh, yeah, Josh. Josh got injured. Yeah, no, Josh Donaldson did get injured. Seems like another leg injury. He might be coming up soon. I hope so, because Major League Baseball is better when Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is on it. Uh, what are we drinking? We are drinking Buffalo Trace, an, easily, an easy, accessible, cheap, tasty bourbon. Uh, both Gant and Helsley should be in the bullpen. Sure, why not? Uh, what happened to Darian Gonzalez? I don't really know. I haven't done a Darian, Gon Darian Gonzalez update in a long time. I know that he was he struggled at the beginning of the year, and then really he did a good job of riding the ship, and then had two bad starts in a row, and then I don't know how it's been since then. Oh, hey, Melissa Rogers. Hey, Melissa. So, Melissa, my goal over the weekend was to get so super drunk that I would go to the bubblegum-flavored Pedialyte to save my life, uh, but I didn't have any time to drink. So I'll get back to you on the bubblegum-flavored Pedialyte, hopefully here in the near future, and we can do a grading system where we, we, we rank our top 10 Pedialyte flavors, combine them into one, and we'll write an article about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, the young Stan, can I be promised squinting? Yes, absolutely. The one thing I offer here is squinting. Uh, is STL Cup of Joe here to talk about Ponce de Leon? Now, I know STL Cup of Joe has been watching a little bit more minor league baseball than he usually, he, he's used to or has time for. I would love to get his thoughts on Daniel Ponce de Leon because I see something different out of Daniel Ponce de Leon from what I saw early in his career. And I think it's going to pay dividends as he progresses into the major leagues. I see him using his fastball more. I see him using his fastball in more. And I see him using his breaking pitches a little m more aggressive. Like, going in with the breaking pitch, which can be dangerous, but, man, I really think Daniel Ponce de Leon could be an interesting piece out of the bullpen, too. Uh, Forever Card says, Colton Thompson. Uh, I am not going to cover Colton Thompson. Everything I'm hearing, and again, that probably means that he's going to get drafted, is that he won't go 19 to the Cardinals. Uh, can we just get a rip in the chat for Terrell Jenkins? Uh, we're going to leave Terrell Jenkins alone. Kyle Darian Gonzalez is on the disabled list. There you go. Uh, he had those two bad starts, and I don't remember hearing anything of him. Now if I, now that I'm thinking about it, Darian Gonzalez went on the DL, and Hector Mendoza replaced him in the Memphis bullpen. And Hector Mendoza, in four appearances, has been really, really good. On, or in four innings or whatever, has been really good out of the Memphis bullpen. Need to go Eagle Rare. Oh, no, I love that Eagle Rare. I've had Eagle Rare before. Uh, I just... We had... I've been dealing with family stuff, and then I bought a car today, and then we had Little League practice... And then I had to stop and get something really quick, and I thought, 
uh, I thought, hey, Buffalo Trace, I love that Buffalo Trace. And I just broke my glass. Holy cow. Oh, you guys, I just broke my glass. Oh, how did that happen? All right, so this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're at the hour and 20. Uh, is Randy raking still? Randy has been really good, making solid contact. Uh, oh, Colton, I, I never. Um, Randy's been really doing pretty solid, making solid contact from Memphis since being recalled to Memphis. Still not hitting for power. He was 0 for 4 today with uh, at least one strikeout. Uh, I, I don't like Randy leading off. I like him in the two-hole, and I like him back in the lineup. And it seems like when he leads off, and again, I should probably do the research, uh, but it seems like when he leads off, he's a little off-balance. Like, it's not for him. So, uh, yeah. Uh, the sliced tip episode. Warriors up 13. We saw that coming. Didn't have much faith in those Houston Rockets to hold on. So, again, here's my broken cup. Uh, I'm going to take a drink of what little I have, and then I'm going to clean up after myself. We were at the hour. I think Dakota Hudson has a chance to make it to St. Louis this year. Uh, Jared K, 502591. Yeah, I do. I think uh, in September... He might make a uh, just drink it out of the bottle. Someone says uh, the Connor. Oh, Connor Green update. Hold on, let me take a drink. Hmm. It almost makes it easier to drink with the hole there. Let me give you a Connor Green update. I love Colin Gardner for the Redbird Daily, and he and I were DMing a little while back, and he said Connor Green has been like quietly good, sneakily good. He said. To me, it's the opposite. Connor Green has been luckily good because he walks too many people and it just seems like he's getting by on raw stuff. Now, he has a 4-plus ERA uh, and he's still walking too many people, but he is he's getting off because of his... He's getting away because his stuff is so... I mean, it can be dynamic. It can be filthy. Uh, so, Connor Green update is he's doing fine. Uh, this is the, the the drinking the bourbon out of a broken glass episode. He's doing fine, but there's still refinement, and his stats might be a little misleading in regard to exactly how good he's been. Uh, John G24 says, how many at-bats has Colin had for Drury? I don't know. I know at one point Colin had a bunch of RBIs. He put together like a 17 RBI, or he had 13 RBIs in like a one-month stretch, and then he got benched uh, for... For no apparent reason. So, fuck the Drury Coach. This is the fuck the Drury Coach episode. Hey, my computer froze. Uh, no, the drinking actual broken glass episode. Maybe broken glass. Yeah, this is all Mabry's fault. Mabry came in here and made my glass imperfect. So, the next step is just more control for green. The next step isn't more control. I mean, to say that the next step is more is is more control for Connor Green misses the point that the, the, the next step for Connor Green has always been more control. His curveball can be nasty, but he slows himself down. That really hurts him. Uh, he needs more control of his fastball, curveball, changeup, and he needs to get more consistent with how and when he throws it and his uh, and his his motion. Victoria Dryden says high gifts, high gifts, and high Victoria Dryden uh, hit two threes and was fouled with no call. <laughs> Mr. Hicks is watching the Houston. Uh, uh, Golden State game. Again, somebody throw up that score. Give me the score. Don't give me the point differential. Just give me the score. Okay, so we are at an hour and 29 minutes. Uh, I'm going to take the last drink out of this. And we are at what we call the two-minute warning. Oh, 89 to 79, says Mr. Hicks, uh, uh, for Golden State. 
Um, we are at the two minute warning. This is where this thing usually comes tumbling down. Now I can't drink out of my glass anymore. Uh, gotta love those uh, those warriors. I I'm a fan of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Kyle After Dark, uh, Mac Wake three sixteen says, yeah, this is Kyle After Dark. So we drink out of the bottle. Just a small taste. Uh, Vegas baby. So I guess that means Vegas won. Okay, so it looks like we have a Las Vegas Golden Knights victory. Uh, and it also looks like we're about ready to have a Golden State victory. Forever Cards asks, does Weaver go to the pen? My answer to that question all night has been, let's wait to see what happens with Carlos Martinez. Luckily, we don't have to answer that. The question is, does John Gant go to the pen? I believe John Gant goes back to Memphis. Now, I believe also that John Gant could help the Cardinals bullpen. Uh, I'll be honest, I'd love to see John Gant in a one inning role. I'd love to see what he can do. I know that the options right now are kind of letting the Cardinals down, and it'd be a shame to see John Gant go down. Uh, I'll wait to hold off judgment on Luke Weaver until there is a timetable and a date set return for when Carlos Martinez comes back. Until that happens, Luke Weaver stays in the rotation. Uh, where's Jordan Walden? Uh, probably doing dope off of a stripper's ass. No, I, uh, I don't know. I, there's no telling where Jordan Walden is. I had heard he signed a minor league contract with someone during spring training. I don't remember who that team was. Uh, we'll just say it was the Montreal Expos. He signed a deal with the Montreal Expos, and he's going to hang out in Montreal until some team relocates there. Uh, how is Michael O'Reilly doing? Uh, Mr. Hicks asks. Uh, Mr. Hicks, the last I saw out of Michael O'Reilly is he was pitching mostly out of the Memphis bullpen, and it seemed like every time he was getting brought in, he was struggling. Uh, as, as you know, it's a tough adjustment to go from pitching at Palm Beach at the end of last year, uh, or uh, pitching at Palm Beach at the end of last year to starting this year at Palm Beach, and then he was at Springfield for a hot minute where he was really good, and then all of a sudden pitching at Memphis. That's a whirlwind. That's a tough, tough adjustment. So any struggles that he's had are, are maybe a little misleading. What I know is I would like to see Mr. O'Reilly uh, uh, find his way back to uh, Springfield in the, the very, very near future so that he can, uh, he can regain some of his confidence. Because I'm sure right now his confidence is a little shot. It's a tough ask for any player, even a high-control pitcher like Michael O'Reilly, to be at AAA a year and a half after two and a half seasons after being drafted. Uh, especially a pitcher that doesn't have dynamic stuff like Dakota Hudson has. Uh, best teenage prospect playing in the U.S. right now? That's easy. That's a Larry's Montero. Uh, real fast, we're going to get an update on Mr. O'Reilly. So uh, he had three straight appearances in which he let up a run, but he's been good since then. He's pitched... Uh, he Okay, so his ERA right now is 6.55 and a batting average against of 3.02. But over his last 3.2 innings, he has a batting average against of 1.167 with an uh, ERA of 2.45 and no strikeouts in 3.2 innings. And that goes to show you how if you don't have a dynamic pitch to strike people out at at AAA, how hard it is to pitch at AAA. Uh that's why Dakota Hudson and what he's done at AAA is so impressive. And what he did at AAA last year was so impressive. And as good as Michael Riley's been, it just goes to show you how tough it is. Uh, oh, Todd, uh, somebody said something. Todd Thiessen said something, and somebody said, damn right, Todd. Uh, Go-to site for MILB stats. What I do 
is I do MLB Farm, I do Fangraphs, and I do Baseball Reference. Now, when I do game logs, I do Baseball Reference game logs because game logs update quicker on Baseball Reference. I go to Rates for Fangraphs, and when I want to look at just the broad picture of the Major League Farm uh, for minor league uh, for minor league stats and the farm system in general, I go to MLB Farm. Uh, back, Golden State has an 11 point lead. Basketball, basketball. Uh, I love basketball. Look, I played basketball my entire life. I love football, uh, not NFL, uh, and I love baseball. Uh, Todd said GM Gersh was in Memphis to watch Gomber pitch. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, Hunter Ives says, what's up? Uh, tuning in before it's my 12-year-old bedtime. Hunter, what time do you normally go to bed, bro? Uh, right now it's 10, 11. Hunter, this is what you do. I don't condone this, but this is what somebody told me to tell you. You go to your parents' liquor cabinet. If you don't have a parent that has a liquor cabinet, you go to the liquor store. Uh, you beg for liquor. Uh, probably beer. You seem frail. I would imagine that that would mean that it'd be tough. Like, you'd get drunk super quick. Get a light beer. One light beer. You're only going to need probably eight ounces. Uh, and enjoy it when you hear me talk about post-pubescence adulthood. Uh, also, don't listen to any of that because it's going to get super weird in here. You're not going to understand any of it. Uh, I hope you had a good prom. What we're doing is we're drinking Buffalo Trace. This is the backside of a Buffalo Trace. This is the front side of a Buffalo Trace. We're going to take a drink. Uh, here's to Hunter and his failed puberty. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, we are at the 135 mark. We did the two-minute warning just a little while ago. Uh... Is, bring it to me. What else? What, this is the, the last push. Any questions you have? Anything you want to talk about? We haven't had an FMK in a long time. Uh, bring it to me, uh, and we'll get it. All I know is that if I keep drinking out of the bottle, the bottle will be gone in no time, and I'm going to be super hungover. And Houston said it didn't be a record tonight with 27 missed straight three-pointers. Oh, my goodness. Why do the Cardinals evaluate young pitchers so well but not young hitters? Uh, Ralph Brody, that's a really great question. I think that there's a little miscommunication, uh, a, a little maybe, uh, I think we look at it a little wrong. They do a way better job of, of evaluating pitchers because it's easier to evaluate college age pitchers. Hitting is a completely different beast. Remember, uh, you know, the best hitters, it's that old saying that your high school baseball coach told you, your best hitters are unsuccessful 70% of the time. Hitting is tough. And you see the way the ball moves now. Uh, the, the ball moves different than we've ever seen it. Think about it this way. The Cardinals, sure, they haven't had the, the pitching success uh, that, that the lineup... You know, the lineup hasn't had the pitching success. But you look, you look throughout the lineup, they drafted Colton Wong. They drafted Paul DeYoung. They drafted Harrison Bader. Uh, they got Tyler O'Neill early. They drafted Yadier Molina. Uh... Matt Carpenter. It's not. It seems like they're good at bringing out untapped velocity in pitchers. That's becoming more and more frequent. Uh, so Adam Butler says they're good at bringing out untapped velocity. Adam, I I think you're right, but I think that that's becoming more and more common in Major League Baseball. I think you're seeing that uh, the broad spectrum from Team One to Team Thirty that they're because of the the analytics, because of uh, advanced training now, because of driveline. Uh, when we were at a UCB night, night, day, whatever it is, when we were at UCB day, Mo even hinted at that. Organizations are starting to farm out their own 
uh, pitching schools, if you will. Uh, I say pitching schools because I'm drunk and I can't think of a better word for it. Uh, anyways, the analytics are there for teams to really, really draw out the best of all of their pitchers. Whereas hitting isn't necessarily the same way. What I know is the ball dances different now than I've ever seen in my entire life. It also flies further than it ever has. A pitching lab, thank you very much. Oh, uh, Scott Walker says, nice Langford jersey. The, again, so the background with the Langford jersey, by the way, Langford Hall of Fame 2018, motherfuckers. Uh, Langford, this came off of his back, so the story says, uh, in spring training 1993. Uh, yeah, pitching schools, pitching academies, pitching labs. Pitching labs is the right way to put it. Cardinals selected only one pitcher in the first round since 2015 after and blah, blah, blah. Uh, does Bryce Trang's swing remind you of Brian Roberts? Uh, not Brian Roberts. Uh, it, it's something a little different. Boy, we had a bunch of questions now, and here I am just completely derailed. I apologize, Adam. Adam, what I'm saying is I think it's easier now to, to maximize velocity, and I think every organization is doing it. I just don't think it's the Cardinals. Uh, and also, to kind of count, uh, we're not going to get into that. What draft ranking do you follow most? I don't follow any draft rankings. I follow Baseball America for the most part. Uh, I look at mock drafts on a daily basis now, and I trust the guys at Baseball America. So uh, when they when I look at their top 300, I look at that list, but I kind of fly through it really quick. What I try to do is I just try to like, again, it's just like when I watch minor league baseball, when I watch Peoria or Palm Beach or State College or Springfield or Memphis, I try to, I think of it as like an abstract drawing. Uh, an abstract painting. I look at the entire canvas and I try to find things that stick out to me. You know, because it's easy to be very general in this. Uh, what I look for is something that sticks out to me and then I try to venture down that avenue. Uh, Holy Shield says, Seth Beer, Seth Beer, Seth Beer. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to cross our fingers and hope that at the 43rd overall pick, the Cardinals take Seth Beer. Because 19 would be, uh, how long are they going to keep Martinez at first? He's not hitting as well. So one thing that we noticed uh, is that Jose Martinez really struggles with pitches lowing in, uh, especially late in counts, and it seems like he's waiting for it and he's slowing down his swing. I know he's still right around 300. Uh, I know the Cardinals are bullish on him. Uh, I know he is a defensive liability, which is really tough. I would think that Jose Martinez, especially with everyone else in the lineup struggling to hit, will stay at first base as long as the Cardinals can afford to keep him at first base. Um, in my mind, and we talked about this a little bit, Mr. Hicks, uh, a, a while ago, but if you can put him in the corner outfield, then maybe that's your best option with him for a little bit. Uh, I know he's a defensive liability, but with Ozuna struggling and, and now Carpenter hitting well, but no Paul DeYoung in the lineup, it's hard to move Jose Martinez out of the lineup. I, and, I, and I would think that they would keep him at first base just because they probably think that that's their best avenue, uh, their best avenue. It's kind of a bummer, too. Uh, Luke and Baker, Patrick B23 says, again, Luke and Baker is one of those 20 to 35 prospects. He's a power hitter. Uh, he's not, I would not take him at 19. Now, if Gilbert's off the board, if uh, Cover's off the board, if Adams is off the board, if uh, uh, Rollison's off the board, then yeah, yeah, maybe you, you get a little creative with Luke and Baker. But ideally, you would hope that Luke and Baker, you could get at 43 if Seth Beer isn't there. Uh, Golden State up 10 with 2.30 left. Uh, I am telling this... <laughs> Mr. Hicks says the reps in the Golden State Houston game suck. They do suck. Uh, you're right. Okay. 
So we are at an hour and 42 minutes. I've been ranting on way too long. It's 10.18. Uh, Hunter Ives needs to be tucked in for the night. Uh, this is what I will say. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I will have draft write-ups for uh, Jordan Adams came out today. Jackson Cower is tomorrow. On Wednesday is Logan Gilbert. We take a break on Thursday. On Friday will be Bryce Turang. Uh, on Saturday will be Ryan Rollison. On Sunday will be Meadows, the outfielder from Georgia. And then on Monday we'll have a write-up of who I'm looking for the Cardinals to take later in the rounds. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, to everybody, thank you so much. I'm going to take one last drink. This is to all of you for enjoying our program. Again, we're going to do this next Monday at 8.30 uh, for the draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this is all to you. As always, you guys are better than I So, for everybody at Birds on the Black, uh, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you watch or listen to this, you are part of the resistance. Uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, Victoria Dryden said, thank you so much for making the rest of my shift go by quick. Victoria, it is my absolute pleasure. Anytime you need a distraction, hit me up on Twitter, uh, KYLER416. Uh, email me at KYLER416 at Yahoo.com. Uh, you guys are way better than I could ever imagine being. I appreciate your support. Tune into Birds on the Black uh, for continued great coverage. Um, again, if you're watching this, you're part of the resistance. And uh, as always, happy hunting. <laughs>